Well, jo- John's you got know, John's, John's got see, his like I'm a little hairy elf face on, what, and like I know he's going to do some sort of trickster. See, I was going to start it with a thank you, Rupert. Okay. For what? Oh, okay. So that's good. Good lead up. Yeah, right. Get for leaving the room. What the hell? What happened? For several years now, every time that I ah, have loggers, when I get the loggers money, I put a little bit of an investment towards me. And (laughs) it just so happens for the last couple of years, (laughs) some of that investment has ended up in Rupert's lap by buying speakers. And that makes me happy. So makes me happy, too. Thank you, John. I appreciate you buying them because like, well, I have to admit, there's some really big weirdness to the regularity of the cycle. Like, yeah. Right when Rupert is starting to get something new and get rid of the old stuff, John's was starting to look for something new. And so it's like, you know, were you guys brothers from another mother or something? Because you it's, are little, you got to sell him his, your jeans It's like next? we're handing off girlfriends yeah. or something. I, I don't know what I, it is. I think it's it was like, more like ski jackets or something. Yeah. But, you know. Well, that's better than used condoms. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Or use girlfriends. <laughs> We're off to a running start, guys. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> that's you and every other friend that I have when I was twenty three. Okay, that's one of the reasons I quit going to festivals. Is I got never mind. Um, you would still go to a festival if you could get invited to one. Oh no, I can show up. All you have to do is buy God, I was, you know, I was, I was never one of the used girlfriends guys. I could never get into that. I was always the guy who showed up with a new girlfriend that ended up used. That's yeah, that's okay. Going, that's that's, a, that's I okay. I was always well, like one of those, like you know, let's go, you know, let's go off the trail riding. You know, I would ride off the trail and bring in somebody new, and then right, just, you know, yeah, and then now they're in the mix. Yeah, and yeah, that was generally my job. The bad that's thing is, though, going. that's actually what I was trying. The to bad thing though is, yeah, is, totally is it's like that. when you do the girlfriend handoff. You brought in the new girl, right? Then you break and up and you apart, do the girlfriend right? handoff and then you hand off and then like it's like oh my god she's such a bitch and like, you're like dude and you're like dude like great thanks for ruining my rep I dated this chick for like you know I'm three sure this years works the other way too if no. you're a female listener at, really, at one point in time whatever, I yeah. was going to buy license plate frames for everybody that I knew that said I didn't lose my girlfriend I lost my turn. Yeah, everybody wants that on their car. We definitely <laughs> went through a phase of that amongst us, especially uh, me and another friend of the show. Shall we? Say? I don't know if he's a friend of this show, but he's a friend of ours. Well, I can count three without even thinking about it. Yeah, there was some definite passing around going on at that point in time. I don't know if it was passing or if somebody else was hopping. I don't know if we were <laughs> as men were in charge. Yeah, I think it may have been hopping. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like catching a train because you wanted to go south all of a sudden. I don't know. We lost you, or uh... no? <laughs> you're looking at us like a tennis match. I didn't right lose now. my girlfriend; I lost my turn. You know, the older you get, though, you're <laughs> like, "Fuck, just leave." Yeah, it's weird. Like the older you get, the the more okay you are with girlfriends just leaving. Yeah, you're just like, "Okay, that's fine." <laughs> New speakers. I'm not spending my money on toilet paper anymore. Right? Right? Yeah. <laughs> God, that's great. Yeah. That was an amen if I've heard one in a long time. Yeah, you know, you know, you get rid of your girlfriend, six months of toilet paper savings, new speakers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way it works. You don't have to buy extra toothbrushes or inserts for your electric or whatever. Or, you, like, yeah, a lot of costs go down. Not to mention, I generally get some closet space back, which isn't bad. Oh. <laughs> I'm getting a chubby. Oh, no, that, that closet space clean out. 
I, I fucking I, I call up like the Brinks armored car crew to supervise that. Like, no. Mm-mm. It's like that hoarder's truck comes in. Like, they just start shoving shit into it. Like, no, it's it just, all goes away. My it's just, last big one, I like took a handful of things, like some socks and some receipts and some pens and just handed them. And then had a whole new dresser again. It was awesome. No, I've been sitting there like doing my that. Cl- had a place to. I've live. been sitting there doing that closet to clean out, and, and you know, she picks up like some three-piece cowboy suit. This isn't mine, and it's like, no, it's not yours. <laughs> no, it's not yours. It's a it's a forty-six regular. I don't think if I'll try it on. I'm like, it is not yours. That's a, you call on the Brinks crew and have them supervise <laughs> the whole thing. You know, no. Oh, oh, you fuck. Oh my god, and sheets. You know how many sheets you lose in a breakup? Fuck that. Fuck that. No. Maybe in a live-together breakup. Well, that's what I'm talking about. I've not done one of those in a very, very long time. Oh, that's all I I gave that shit up years ago. When you have two sets of gray sheets. Decades ago. If you're not living together and you're sharing closet space, that's retarded. It's been 20 years since I co sheets with anyone. That's retarded. If If you're living together and somebody's got closet space, no. You know what you do? You know what you do? Every Full stop. You know, she she leaves a few things there fine. That's okay. But that's why you go and get the, you know, the shitty plastic hangers? That's why you get those because they're in colors. So then you have the colors set aside. You know, okay, so you're green. And, and when you, you leave, the, all the green hangers go All the green go hangers go with you. Then the, then the next girlfriend, okay, so you're white. All the white hangers, well, you're red. Having, okay. Yeah, but how would you feel friends, about I did color code things. What? Two different I, colored hangers in your closet. How do you feel about that? Well, they're in the back of the closet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can't do that. You know, I actually hate it if my <clears throat> shirts are not hanging on the same way relative to the hanger yes. uh-huh. on there. Yes. And, and every- and they're they all have to because my covet, you know, my closet's so tight that the curved hangers if somebody puts it the wrong way or whatever. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's very all right. Should we just? And this is why we don't have girlfriends sometimes. A lot of the times, sometimes, most of the times. Well, I don't know. I've got to go. whatever. I don't know. We seem to consistently have. We and have, not have. We, we have are, people we that we have hang Schrodinger's out with. girlfriends. Yeah, we do and do not have girlfriends most yeah. of and or none of the time. Never. All right, so I'm not gonna start with that. All right, so what um, is the sound of one girlfriend quarantined? <laughs> on that note, I mean, are you in a relationship? I don't know, ladies and gentlemen. We oh, are. he's so nice. I met him in the toilet paper aisle. He's cute. He knows a lot of stuff about jazz. Yeah. <laughs> he holds his fork European style. <laughs> Whoa! Okay, oh, I yeah. thought I was bad. Oh no, I've gotten that. I have gotten that. I'm seriously, I have gotten the European fork holding breakup. I've so gotten I that. We're supposed to. He but cuts anyway. all his food first before right. eating it. He's so sophisticated. Now that you're like, all ramped up, can I start this? Now we're really in detention. I know. I made you run a few laps before we got on the field, and now we're on the field. Can we start this? Okay, Mr. Thank Tyler. You. Ladies and gentlemen, All right, we are Mr. Tyler. Ruined Heroes, we are a weekly free and self-produced podcast, wherein the three of us irreverently discuss a topic of silo renown. <laughs> I, Tyler, study like a guy who really just wants to have a fun collection. John. Live fast, die hard. Ooh, nicely done. And Rupert. One in the chamber. <laughs> Please subscribe and leave good ratings and reviews on whatever podcast feed you get us through. It's free and it does help uh, 
people see us and helps us stay happy or not. Remember the Whatever. word irreverent. Yes, there is that. Uh, thank like you. Erotic? That, to some maybe. Eccentric? To most. How many E's can we use? Um, some of those are I's and some of those are E's, so already we failed at that one. Well, the key is the er sound. Irreverent, Ooh, erotic, true. you see how that goes. It is still kind of alliteration Irrelevant. without being actual alliteration. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, well, I mean... Irrelevant. Anyhow, if you would like to interact with more of this horse shit that we're just doing right now... Irrational we are, shit? <laughs> we are... <laughs> Ruined Hero Spot at Gmail. I'm sorry, are you irritated? <laughs> Just enough to laugh right now. Uh, as well as easily. Paint Don't say assless chaps or I'm punching you in the face. Paint the walls, make them I've said, I've said assless chaps about a dozen times on Facebook this week. For the record, you brought it up this time. It's been an ass- beating you to the punch. It's it been an assless chap speedway on Rupert Hughes' Facebook. The way feed. that we've been. So, you may have to suffer that for a while. Uh, so anyhow, we are Ruined Heroes Pod at Gmail, as, easily, as well as easily found on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, say hi. We like it when you do. A lot of you pipe up recently. We like that. Um, on that note, real quick, congratulations to our buddy down under, uh, both on getting married and for getting, getting back, back from Bali. <laughs> so congratulations, mate. Good job. Um, yeah, it's like the weirdest thing. Like, you hear about these guys in Australia, like, I just got back from Bali, and you're like... Is Bali like Tijuana for us? Yes, he explained it that way. Yeah, he said it, yeah. It's like Bali and, and Thailand are kind of their version of Mexico for us. Yeah. Or Costa Rica maybe is another place where you just go and it's cheap and relatively lawless. And, and you get three cities that you can go to. If you yeah. step outside of them by even half a mile, yeah. you're going to get abducted and held for ransom. So this is a little dated, but congratulations, mate. That was awesome, and and thanks for keeping us posted. On are we allowed to use mate for... here? Or are we? Is that he like... said I could say it. Really? I, I mean, because it sounds kind of. <laughs> I can. My grandmother was, you know, well, she died, but she was Australian. It's okay. a little bit of cultural Born appropriation. Born in Sydney, a little. I can use mate. Well, I mean, you're 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 co-opting the lingo of people right. of color. So this is maybe the longest. Let me finish this shit. Yeah, really? Come Why? On, come on, come on. Come Nobody on. listens to this stuff. If you would like to help with the cost of the show, oh, you God. can subscribe at patreon.com slash ruinedheroes and get extra content for a buck a month. For instance, the 40 minutes we just recorded before you heard this. Uh, links to that, as well as older episodes, are available on our website and in the show notes. Website is ruinedheroes.com. Thank you to those of you who do give. We do appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, did you, did you get new earbuds or something? It actually surprised me I, that he hasn't done this on a pre-recorded thing just for him. And yeah. then he just kind of like slides it by, like, here's your hit. I don't want it that way. I don't want it that I think way. It'd be I like cool the fact it... that it's erratic and sometimes Wait, we can get through and sometimes so, not. And it so, takes 45 minutes. John wants it more pro, like we're putting a car oh, no, in I'm on just, the radio. I, I'm just waiting just for the day that I haven't done that. <laughs> yeah. But, no. but for this one, I, I like the and way that, that, that it works out. That it's then you sometimes have the, you just harumph and shut up, and I spit it all out in two seconds. And then you have the countdown, like on film, in. where it goes four, three, two, one, or the, well, or on the radio where it goes fifteen seconds, well, it ten keeps, seconds, five seconds. It helps keep seconds. our ratings consistent because people decide whether or not to like us, and we still haven't said fuck all about the content. Well, yeah, but so, the problem is that know. they decide whether or not they like us within five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've decided they don't yeah. like us yeah. at this point, usually. I'm okay with what that. I'm, what I've done is I'm I've used just, to that in my yeah. life. You yeah. know, I've yeah. learned to live with disappointment. It's pretty this much like real life. We're girlfriends. Yeah. This version yeah. of the stuff keeps us However, a solid However, we 2. still 5. have people that that are of the opposite sex that like to hang out with us every once in a while. But you know what? Every time they hang out with us, I'm thinking about doing a little blurb beforehand. Hi, welcome to Rupert's house. 
Your hanger color is red. <laughs> Sponsors are. I get to be red. <laughs> Wear the skirt. You can be red. Yeah, what is it with you and red, man? Like you're you're like king of the red. It's like you've got a Chinese yeah, restaurant going. Well, here. I, the whole house is going to be gray, chrome, red, it's and black. Been a it. thing since day one. I mean, yeah, as long as John's known, you can tell yeah. it's just like I want to order a dumplings, it's a few egg rolls. You want Peking duck? Yeah. The duck is peeking at you. You know what? I actually can't eat Peking duck anymore. I used to make it every month, but I can't eat it anymore. If you made it every month, that would explain why you can't eat it anymore. Ah, so you know. Ah, <laughs> all right. So at any intro. rate, don't make Peking Sorry. duck in August. Uh, intro. For all you culinary fans. I only got fans. two, and you said you Go had ahead. some too, so I'll, I'll throw my two out, and if he doesn't okay. get it, then you start. Okay, so this is a quote by Ralph Wiggum, which is a great name. Mr. Wiggum? Um, Sounds like a Carol Burnett character. Yeah, I don't. Even, I didn't even look up who he was. It didn't matter. I want a tricycle and a dog who won't chew my the topic, and a brighter future for America. I'm Ralph Wiggum, and I've been a good boy. Oh, he's a cartoon character. He's like on Family Guy. Or something. And a dog who won't might chew my the topic. Yeah, is the topic ass? <laughs> <laughs> Are we talking about ass? Add that to the list. <laughs> I think open the Google Drive. The ass would be a great <laughs> topic. The ass. Okay, which ass are you talking about? Which ass do you want? All of the asses. Yeah. So okay, the, next the next one is their one of their slogans is "Go with the winner." Yep. Still not. Okay. Okay. What you got, John? Upon seeing Harry Bradley's El Camino in the parking lot, he said, those are some hot tires. Well, actually, that came a little bit later by my readings. There, it is part of the story. It's a hint. Um, God, I, had, I brought a physical okay. hint in here. I brought a physical hint in here, and I left it, and I took it back to the living room. Is this like, are we doing radial tires? Did you bring a physical? You did. Okay, here we go. I couldn't find a 65. Oh shit, yo! But I did find a Mustang. Oh shit, yo! <laughs> so does this help you figure out what the topic is? Are we doing Hot Wheels? We are doing Hot Wheels. There you go. Uh, okay. That's an awfully meh response. Remember, I mean, we're it's doing hard to meet. we're doing full two topics. Okay. Yeah, and you have to start to kind of slow here. Last week, where you got really so you're saying this is the shitty topic. Well, I don't know. The next well, anyhow. If this is the shitty topic, I have more hope. Because this is a shitty topic. In your topic. world, this is the shitty topic. Okay, good. In your world. In your world, unless it's a dictator who killed half of their country, it's a shitty topic. Anyhow, okay, or your hanger color is green, girlfriend. I get to be red, bitch. Yeah, there's, there, <laughs> there's so many bases for us to have a relationship, you know. I mean, you understand me. Yeah, I don't even get hangers, do I? No, you get hooks. What <laughs> anyway, uh, what color are they? Sources: Hot Wheels Media. Stainless steel hooks. Hot Wheels Media. Oh, okay, a little, bump. Get, a little bit of a bump there. A little bit of a bump. I got to be serious during the sources, please, and I'll, I'll do it quickly. Sources: Hot Wheels Media. Com, Hot Wheels Fandom. Com, Automobile Mag. Com, Hot Wheels. Mattel. Com, and Factory Two Four. Uh, all spelled out, not numbers, actual spelling words, dot com. What was that? The, the double evil, the split in image, Hot Wheel, that's like the most valuable one. 
where it's like two tubular cigar tubes. That's like the crazy expensive collectible Hot Wheel. I didn't actually run into that one. Oh, uh, yeah. One for $175,000. There's... Yeah, it's like called like... It's called like the... It's the, like the Volkswagen the, bus the, with two surfboards that comes out of the back. Yeah, there's... Yeah, we get to that. Yeah, the original Volkswagen bus one. Um, they're kind split, of... Split and image or split and image. Oh, That's so, the one I'm so thinking So the notes of. now come with pictures. Okay, you guys. spoiler alert. I'll do it. What notes come with pictures? These notes now come with pictures. So, well, what are you saying? You're like publishing the notes? No, for you guys. So, nineteen. Well, John's always showed us pictures. Nineteen forty-five. Elliot Handler and Harold quote quote Matt Matson <coughs> founded Mattel, uh, a company that started with picture frames and soon used the discarded scraps to make dollhouse furnishings. Hence, the beginning of their history of toy making. 1959, Handler's wife, Ruth, in, Ruth, introduced Barbie, and the company skyrocketed to the international fame. Toy cars had long been a thing, and companies like Lenzi of, or Lesney of England had already been producing die-cast miniatures we know as Matchbox cars. 1997, by the way, Mattel bought the company that owned Matchbox at that time, but it, up until then they were a competitor. But they were based directly on production cars that were more often collected by adults uh, more than many of the other less detailed versions that kids, <laughs> kids play with. So, like, the Matchbox cars were kind of fancier and closer to real, and the kids still had little kind of cheap, rickettier things. But a lot of people were building tracks and learning to weigh the cars so they could race them and things like this. Now, when I was a kid, like, actually, like, uh, there were generic toy cars that you didn't know what they were and then there were like a friend would come over and say i got a new matchbox car you want to see it and that was Uh like Mm -hmm. that was sort of deluxe and then the top of the line was uh well no the the step up from that was corgi was a little bit and then the step Hmm. up from that was dinky toys was the top because i don't remember corgi dinky made uh thunderbirds cars and uh captain scarlet cars Huh? they made the sci-fi stuff wow Cor- okay. Corgi, Corgi made the uh, made the uh, James Bond one, I think. Hmm. The Austin Martin. I only yeah, had, the yeah, Aston Martin. Yeah. I only had really Matchbox. I, I, I mean, all of this starts before I was alive, but my life involved early Matchbox. I, they didn't involve any of these. I'm other not ones. sure. I'm, I am I'm not 100 percent positive if Corgi made the original Batmobile car. Uh, Matchbox might have made that. I, I could be wrong on that one. There was a reproduction done by Hot Wheels many yeah. years later. We'll get to it eventually, uh, eventually. But not the same. Yeah, definitely not the same. So, um, of course, they uh, this kid, you know, this Elliot Handler and Matt had had bought some of these earlier other diecast cars for their kids. And as the story goes, in 1966, he was playing with him uh, with the cars and his kids, and noticed how few designs were available. The lack of detail in many of them. Uh, not Matchbox. A lot of the others were very right. lack of detail. Right. Yeah. Right. And shitty performance most of them had when they were racing them down tracks. They rarely rolled straight down a track built that his kids would build. And they also had wheels that bent out of place with the slightest bit of pressure. So you remember these. Matchbox were notorious for this. You pushed on the top of the car at all. Like that one piece of not even spring steel would just fucking bend. And then you had the whoopity whoopity car forever. Well, it's a wire. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't hardened steel. These things were amazing to me when I first started because I had all the hand-me-down cars that Grandma had that she raised my uncle and them with, which their axles were the equivalent to a 
paperclip. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, everything fell apart. So when even the shit that you're talking about, you pushed down, that was sturdy construction in my world. Yeah. Even then, I mean, it was it was just not really great. Resilient. I mean, I don't know that the engineers were trying to build them for racing. No, they weren't. People were using them no. for. Like, well, the, I said I was going to bring, I had some things in here. They were my grandfather's cars, and he is an adult. Had ones, and one of them's filled up with wax and lead on the bottom, so that it weighed more, so it went down the track faster. That's what people. Well, when you, when you got a car back then, the wheels were uh, they were cast beginning plastic, <laughs> and um, <laughs> but they were they were cast out of made out of two sandwiched together seventy eight. But yeah. they, they were cast they were cast as if you took a bagel and sliced it in half, and so they would have that seam. Yep. Around the perimeter of the tire, that like if you wanted your car to work well, you would have to like take an exact knife and shave that Meticulously shave it off, and then yeah. maybe sand it down so it was yeah. even smoother, so it didn't bump, 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 bump. Because if you were bumped so faster, it right? Would... And and you got better traction that way too. Yep. Yeah. So, and you did that, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Rupert, and I'm with Dog Geek. <laughs> so, 1968. Fuck you, John. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so that's how we're starting this one out. With in 1968, with Ruth's uh, success selling accessories and model models based on the Barbie toys, he felt that he could do the same thing with his toy cars. Uh, so he went to the offices and enlisted a few of the design team. One, Harry Bentley. Uh, Harry Bentley Bradley was a former car industry guy. Another, Jack Ryan, who had been a rocket engineer, but frankly, at that point in time, so was my dad. So, like, there were lots of rocket engineers. That well, Jack point. Ryan also worked for the CIA. Different Jack Ryan, but oh. yeah. Uh, also, <laughs> I was staying away from that one because I had a fact in there, and <laughs> the way they wrote it, it's like, Jack Ryan, no, not that one. <laughs> <coughs> Dude, I, had I to was trying to like, ignore that. I had shit. to go through like three articles before I could f- even find him listed as anything just than a, than a rocket engineer. But uh, I did finally find Jack Ryan. It is pretty funny, and it is spelled just like that. Well, they brought Captain Ramius in from the cold. <laughs> you got that whole submarine thing. <laughs> He's a pretty cool cat. If you're referring to the movie, I'm I'm hoping so because I know fuck all about the movies. So I've not seen a single one of them. The Hunt for Red October. You've never seen Hunt for Red October. Oh, probably once. Yeah, really you t- high. Okay, a long you're, yeah, you're retarded. What was it released in '87? I was probably really high. And yeah, you're probably really retarded. It's a great movie. How many times have you watched a specific thing with Clint Eastwood and another man, and they do a certain thing? And when was that movie released? Well, yeah, I actually went okay. to the filming place of Paint Your Wagon. Exactly. <laughs> so Lee Marvin is the man you're looking yeah. for. <laughs> well, no, the, the, what I'm trying to get at is the age of it. So, well, you know, when you, when you tell that us that Hunt for Red October Martian. isn't that long ago, uh, and you're talking about Paint Your Wagon, and you have that, you watch that shit at least once a month. Hunt for Red mm-hmm. October was a great book and a great movie. I'm yes, down to, down I agree. Twice yearly. I mean, I mean well, you know, I got a it. You know, I've 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 watched it with I, you twice in the last year. I have a real thing for submarine movies yeah, and submarine war probably. games and submarine. I I just I'm crazy for submarines. It's my favorite thing in the world. You've been to one up in Portland, then? Yeah. Okay. Because if you haven't, we need a field trip. 
Although right now we can't get that close to each other. Like this, we're running a risk having three of us in a room right now. Well, I like uh, the thing uh, about sub- going to kill us all. <laughs> I mean, the thing about submarines is it's like a boat that moves in three D, except uh, except it uh, can't see anything. I think that's cool. It is a curious thing. Yeah. All right. Well, it's a three D boat. So Hot Wheels didn't make any submarines. Fuck uh, them. <laughs> Fucked hearts. I was just thinking, hell, if you're going to be in a boat and you're in the Navy, submarine, aircraft carrier, you have just as much space because they try to pack just as many fucking people into it. No, that's the one contest I ever won. I do tell. There was like a building toy that was similar to Legos and it was like, submit your best creation and I built a submarine and I won. That's pretty cool. I believe back it. Back when I was into Hot Wheels and stuff. That's like, yeah. pretty cool. So, I believe it. Thanks for bringing it back. I that totally is pretty cool, it. though. <laughs> I, really I, I, it. I was having a hard time figuring out how I was going to cycle back to the topic, but I do like it. Thanks. It was like that back when cool. I was into Hot Wheels, and it was just like I'm making a submarine out of this stuff and sending it in. That's awesome. All right. So, anyhow, this initial design team developed 16 cars based on modified production cars. 11 of them were designed by Bradley. And the first off the line was a take on a custom or on a blue customized Camaro. Note that Bradley had designed uh, full, like real design, like big cars, right? But was the lead on the Dodge Diora concept car and involved on with a number of others, including a customized El Camino called the Fleet Side. Customization was his thing, and he was good at it. But this is that Dodge D- Diora. It's ugly as yeah. sin. Is I'm that a- just the best fucking? Yeah, I love it. It's a prelude. To, it's like a military El Camino. Yeah, yeah. With with you know the like sixties kind of space age look to it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Believe it or you not, know, you put totally it on your you put it on your uh, green screen and you just take out the wheels. I think I saw like that in the TV series of Logan's Run. Believe Ooh, it or not, though, it's still one right. of the most yeah. rated of them, and it's going for about a buck. But it's just always back and forth. Just because it was the first, and there's yeah. so many of them it's out there. It's a really popular one. It's a cool-ass car. Yeah. Yeah. They're still trading when they look like that, this beat-up little thing. Right? It, cool. I mean... I was actually tempted to get mine out and look at them, but I didn't. I was happy that I resisted that. We'll see I how much free time I have soon. I and say, hey, do you have any of those left? I have Because I remember a few of mine. I've gotten all mine. So, uh, these cars introduced an all-new version of mini toy cars. First off, they incorporated an all-new and much more durable suspension, made from what was essentially heavy-gauge piano wire. This uh, made them more resilient to the hand pressure, so like the axles, as we were talking about before, didn't bend the same way in a Hot Wheels. Uh, They were also designed in a C-shape, making them springy and essentially creating an independent suspension of sorts. So the axles would go in, and then there was a C-shape inside the end of the die cast that they were popped into. And that gave them a different kind of springiness that wasn't existent in other production die cast cars at the time. Well, if you, if you put that loop in, it makes them independent suspension. Right. Yes, my McPherson strut suspension. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it does. I mean, it, yeah. it's, it's basically making each wheel independent of each other. In a very, very, like a 164 yeah. scale. Yeah. yeah, which is, that's pretty, It's a, it seems like such a simple innovation, but it was a huge innovation at the time. Well, it's like bringing the torsion bar to the miniature car. Yes, Sort it of is. like that. 
so not to be underdone, they also designed special plastic bearings to make the cars even faster. So the bearings were redesigned due to manufacturing difficulties in 1970, as was the C-Spring. But up until then, original production cars, which get the most money on the market, had these <laughs> tiny bearings inside of the little tiny plastic wheels made up of an even denser plastic. So that was also a thing that made them faster on the tracks. The first well, of them also had, if, if, if you go way, way back, they have red trim on Yes. There are some reproductions that have yeah. red trim since then, but the very originals do have red trim on the tires. They go for significantly more money, and there are people that have actually gotten to the point where this is what they do. They authenticate Hot Wheels. Yeah. Like, this is, this is well, my this job. Well, this is that sloppy dude yeah. we were talking about, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was on this recording or the last one. Um, but, yeah. This is what you do. You you, you want to look at jewelry? Okay, is this Tiffany? Uh, you look at all of the, the chairs and stuff that goes on at the Antiques Roadshow. This is what this guy does. Hot Wheels. Is right. the red line correct? Yep. Well, so that you know, that fucking car in the backyard came off the lot with the red line tire option. You have a Hot Wheels? That's a life-size Hot Wheel car? Yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the thing of it is, though, is I like... I don't know that they actually did that. The thing of it is, though, is like once you introduce, once you introduce using something like piano wire and bending it into that shape, that's actually a significant production um, encumbrant encumbrance. It is. You don't just clip a flat flat length of wire and slap it into the thing anymore. Right, because like there's a lot more assembly and attention. You you have to like bend it into that shape, and then it's going to break in three seconds unless you anneal it. So you would have to like anneal all that wire. After it's bent into that shape, because it would be work hardened from doing that. So that it's was a more significant. Information than I had thought about, but yeah. Yeah. You're no, right. I mean, you're using a very hard steel, bending it into that shape. That's, that thing's going to snap in three seconds. And so then and you like, have to put spring into it to get the. Right, you have to like heat it up to like brittle. 900 degrees. Hmm. It's going to be brittle. So they've got so a whole rack of these springs that they're cooking really hot, yeah. and then they're yes, spitting it, them out the other side. It's not a small thing to do that. That was it. Yeah, well. Okay, well, that explains why they cost more. Well, uh, I've put strings on my sitars, though. <laughs> so to further entice buyers, can they develop... Can you play it? I can play it. Yes, I can. So to further entice buyers, they developed a new way of painting the toys that would give them a space-aged or new kind of glisten. Basically, they would polish the pot metal frames and bodies and then... Uh, uh, to the point of kind of ultimate smoothness, as, uh, smoothness that you didn't see in this kind of production at that point in time. And then they would spray the car body with a semi-transparent color. This created a reflective quality to the color that would that could not be replicated on a real car at the time, making them look kind of more magical. The process became known and advertised as Spectra Flame Painting. So... Well, what they're doing there is... So... You're taking your die-cast parts, right, and this means basically you're taking a rubber mold and putting in pop metal Mm -hmm. and spin-casting it into the rubber mold. And so then it comes out, and, uh, you know, it's got, for model builders and stuff, it's got what's known as flash on it and all of that kind of thing. But right around this time is when something called vibratory finishing is really coming into its own. And what that means is you're putting it into this big thing that looks like... A bin full of weird... Isn't it silicone stuff? Well, it's like a a big bin 
full of um, abrasive material like gravel, but it's, it's plastic impregnated, impregnated with abrasive material in something that looks like a gigantic bunt pan. And uh, you put these things in, and they vibrate and tumble around in this thing, and this shaves off all the flash, smooths it all down, and it's a way of polishing something where it doesn't require an individual person to sit there at a polishing wheel and take each one and do it. You Correct. can polish them mass finishing. And when they come out, they have this sort of speckled finish that if you just coat it with paints, which were known at the time from hot rotting called candy paints, where they're like clear, yeah, yeah, translucent red and all of this kind of thing. Um but they couldn't do it on a, a full-size production car at that time. Because you can't tumble a car. Right. Well, you can't tumble a car. And so they'd be able to put these candy Yet. paints on top of a, a coat of paint where it had already been smoothed by the paint itself. But they couldn't do it directly on the metal. That's a, but that, in these little tiny die-cast models, they could. That's the usual procedure with like custom super, painting a car, yeah. Yeah. Is you put the candy color on top of like a base coat. <laughs> So now you basically the have the, out of it. Yeah. <laughs> so now you basically have the equivalent of a micro supercar. At their one sixty four size, these cars could do over two hundred miles per hour if you were to take it down. Uh, it is thought that, or it is what they thought boys wanted, and they were absolutely correct. The initial designs are referred to as the Sweet Sixteen, and they consisted of the custom Camaro, the Beatnik Bandit, the custom Barracuda. The custom Corvette, the custom Cor- Cougar, there's a theme here, the custom Eldorado, the custom Firebird, the custom Fleetside, the custom Mustang, custom T-Bird, custom Volkswagen, Dioria, now called the Dodge Dioria Concept, the Ford J-Car, the Hot Heap, and the Python, now called the Chil- Cheetah, and lastly, the Silhouette. Those are the original 16 cars they released. What's your favorite? That was 68, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, look back at that Corvette. They released the Corvette before Corvette, before GM actually released the Corvette that year. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I wrote that down somewhere. <laughs> I don't know that it was that year. I think it may have been 70 it, when they did It, it was did the that. 68. They released that 68 <laughs> vet in they did before... GM actually... They won. did, unfortunately, they yeah. Release the Corvette. I, again, I wrote it down. We'll figure out exactly what year it was. But yeah, they did release the Corvette mo- or Hot Wheels car with its new body style yep. before Corvette got to, which was not a problem. So you asked which one was my favorite? Duh. Corvette? The Camaro? Yeah, there you go. How about you? I was into the Camaro and the Corvette when I was a kid. Yeah. I was into the weird ones. So, you know, like, the when I was a kid, anyhow, so, like, the Python or the Hot Heap, you know, the Hot Heap was that, I think it was a bucket tea-looking thing. Yeah. Those kind of things. Really I was into those. looking shit here. Anyhow, although they were designed after the emerging customization culture in California, this took the look to new heights, and cars all over the country started getting radically redone. So, cars were getting really pretty radically redone, but this... Changed it even more. Well, what year were we at? 68, 69 ish. Yeah. Uh, so remember, they were also remembering releasing plastic tracks complete with loops and jumps straight out of the gates. So that was also part of the industry, which helped them escalate. And the tracks were super easy to assemble. Like a lot of us were building tracks out of our blocks and things, and maybe incorporated that into these. But having the, the 
soft plastic tracks that they were building was really a cool thing. And they're still that same color to this day. Yep. Well, the t- the tracks like always fascinated me because like in this period was when plastics were really starting to come into consumer culture, and um, the problem with plastics back then was anything you got made out of plastic was known to be susceptible to breakage. Yes. And that was the big problem with anything out of plastic from a consumer perspective. If you've got like a hand mixer or something like that and had a plastic body on it, it was just like that thing's going to break in about a year or something because the plastic would get brittle. And the thing I could never figure out was the Hot Wheels track was this incredibly bended, bendy stuff. Flexy stuff, yeah. That, that never broke. And then the Hot Wheels track also, like you had your section of track, which I think was about three feet long, and had a slot underneath where you put this tongue in there that looked like a tongue depressor. It was tongue groove, yeah. basically. It was no, 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 they were, but, the, the tracks were yeah, all groove, but you had a separate yeah, piece. Right, that yeah. little blue or yeah. purple. Yeah. Yeah. It was purple. Yeah, it was tongue groove, yeah. but it was each side. And, but that purple, that purple thing was bendy plastic, and it was a little bit more but rigid than the But it was more rigid, track. it was a different, and it was and, grippy, Yeah, it had like texture on it. And and this plastic <laughs> yeah, they for the hot the, place. The, the the Hot Wheels track would work perfectly, never break. You could take apart your Hot Wheels, then you'd have the sword fight where you start beating your friends with your track. Right. Yep. And and it would never break. But yet a turntable cover back then was doomed to failure after about eighteen months. For for like twenty you know? years after that. Yeah, and I could yeah. I could never figure it out as <laughs> a kid. Why can't they get together? Yeah. I could never understand it as a kid. Why Well why? imagine how happy your parents were when they finally found like, God, he cannot destroy this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna buy this toy forever <laughs> because he can't destroy it. Yeah, but the but but like the turntable cover was always just like shattered and just like yep. looked like shit and you know, the hand mixer was always falling apart. Well, even today, man, heaven forbid you drop one of the baskets from your food dehydrator. It just breaks into 18 pieces. What the fuck? Well, that's that's getting heated up, so. Yeah, okay, there's that. still, they should be able to engineer around it. It's been How old 45 years. Um, not that old, actually. Well, actually, uh, well, that's the problem. Is like, in a food dehydrator, you're never going to have And that. actually, haven't done it to my own food dehydrator, but. But you're never going to have that in a. A food dehydrator because of political reasons. I have one. You will never have unbreakable pra- plastic in oh. a food de- dehydrator for political reasons. I can tell you oh, okay. what those are. Okay. So anyhow, 1969. So, to make plastic <laughs> soft, you know, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you anyway. <laughs> no, thanks. No, thanks. So the thing that makes pla- no, plastic <laughs> soft. Too late. It's already there. He's going to do it. You just got to bend over and take it with your assless chaps, okay? So the thing that makes plastics soft is, um, fr- as opposed to rigid, is um, adding a component that is generically known as phthalates, which is spelled P-T-H. Yes. And that makes plastic soft. Yes. They had to take it out of our inks at work because right. babies chew on it and get spoiled. Right. And so, so um, you will never yeah. see... In, in Europe, phthalates are banned for um, baby products and child products and stuff like that. In the U.S., they are not. There is like a, a very loose connection to cancer somehow. Phenophthalates are totally banned. Yeah. Phthalate directs are not. But anyway, and, and, anyway, and so, anyway... At any rate, on a food dehydrator... On a food, no, I'm in on this because I yeah. food dehydrators are used by the hippie granola Work crowd, <laughs> so they will never accept phthalates in there. So they will always be dealing with broken. You know, got guys buying tahini sauce. You know, they're not going to buy into that phthalate food dehydrator. So you're always going to be sunk. Get one with Pyrex trays. 
1969, Bradley had left the company and gone back to big boy cars. See how I add to this podcast? Not always. <laughs> Phenomenally. Uh, <laughs> when asked back, he... In every awesome way. <laughs> so in 1969, like Bradley... Remember Bradley designed 11 of the first 16 ones, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he had gone back to real big boy, big boy cars. He was asked back by the company, but he recommended a friend, Ira Guilford, who had been working for Chrysler. They also picked up Larry Wood from Ford. They released a total of 24 new designs, some of which were totally in-house designs, so they weren't based off of an outside model any longer. Oh, yeah, I can do that, too. Yeah, now that we're back from break. Are we uh, recording? We are recording. And there are no uh, Pathfinders and Hot Wheels. So anyhow, they, they, they Hot Wheels soon released or a design that did not meet their standards for track running. It was a pretty true-to-form Volkswagen bus with surfboards sticking out the back. Alas, the thing was too skinny to make it down the track or be sped along using the supercharger. And that was that thing you would crank. Remember that? Oh, hell yeah. You'd crank it, and the thing would go through, and zing, and it would fling it a little faster. Uh, so they redesigned it with flared fenders and a sunroof. The sunroof cut the upper weight, which was another problem. It would tip over because it it's too heavy on the top. But if you cut the slice of metal out of the top, <laughs> doesn't weigh as much, right? Uh, this also gave the gave them the side of the van to stick the surfboards to, so they took them out of the back of the van and stuck them to the side of the van. The few originals that remain are some of the highest-valued toys today in the line. Uh, there are 25 certified originals from an unknown number, because it was only done as a test run. A Hot Peak one recently sold for $70,000 about a decade ago. Uh, some say that it is worth around $150,000 now. Okay. Huh. You could get a hundred fifty thousand dollars. You could buy three Teslas. You could get an okay. <laughs> you could get an okay turntable for that. Okay, December fifth, two thousand nineteen. The nineteen sixty nine pink rear loading beach bomb is that's the one you're mm-hmm. talking about. That's the one that actually goes in the back. Hundred and seventy five thousand dollars. Yep. The pink one is the most rare, and that is true of most of the early toys. They made the pink one, but because it was essentially kind of viewed as a boy's toy at the time, you would sell tons of blue and green and black and red, but you wouldn't sell much of the pink, so they didn't make as many. And so, yeah. It was kind of a a tough call because, you know, like, you know, the pink and stuff was, like, girly, but, like, at the same time, we had surf music. Right. Yeah. And and flamingos in the front lawn. Beach Boys come out with pet sounds. you got to (laughs) make Got to make surfboards, <laughs> Hot Wheels. That's what happened there. So in 1973, they switched from their Spectraflame painting, still a great name, to Basic Enamel. Uh, and that's how they do it now, is still Basic Enamel, which is essentially just standard car paint. 1974, Mattel revolutionizes the, revolutionizes the pad printing techniques of the time. Uh, so professional interest, pad printing is a way that you use a pad to print a design on the things that are odd shapes. This is how they printed the labels on your cassette tapes, those kind of things, okay? So they revolutionized the pad printing techniques of the time, and the new cars got bright designs and more decals. The first line they released using this Tampo technique is what they called it, T-M-P-O technique, which is funny, is called the Flying Colors Line. And the process is immediately copied by other manufacturers for other industries. So, by putting prettier designs or more designs on Hot Wheels cars, the entire screen printing industry has changed. That's kind of cool. It's just 
Hot Wheels trying to mimic what's happening on the tracks, you know, put put things on the side. Okay, well, we can't just make a car anymore. We can't make the car weird. We actually have to have decals, stripes. <laughs> it, it's got to do things. Well, and you have to do it at one sixty fourth scale. Uh-huh. Like it's not it's not a six inch decal above a fender any longer. It's one sixty fourth of six inches, whatever the fuck that is. You want to do them quick math there, Brainy McBrainerson? It's one sixty fourth of of an inch. If it's one sixty fourth of six inches, so six sixty fourths reduces down to three thirty seconds. Everything gets all wavy above your head <laughs> when you get, when you think like if that. We, if we were like yeah. video recording this, you might see a slight yeah. fog come up above yeah. my head when I do that. I can see. I really <laughs> did see one. Yeah, I know. I can see Omar <laughs> Sharif. I can see Omar Sharif riding out of the desert behind your head right now. Thank you, because I saw Chris, Fabio Chris on a horse. Sauce the whole bit. <laughs> Floating on a rug. Your dreams are better than mine. I saw Fabio on a horse. <laughs> Same romance novels. Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> so, I can't believe it's not butter. 1975. It's Tyler. <laughs> 1975. And it's just cheap ass grease. Uh, 1975. They released a tow truck called Tom the Ramblin' Wrecker. The Ramblin' Wrecker. Uh, initial designs included the designer Larry Wood's phone number on the side, and it accidentally, accidentally gets released that way. So what? Oh, that's done, a good. So yeah. The, so he's designing it. Just and so this just, is like the first episode of eight six seven five three zero nine. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And honestly, he did it as a joke. Well, seventy five might have been about the same time. I read a couple that he, he did it as a joke, and they just said, okay, you know what, fuck it, we'll, we'll keep this joke going. Yeah, well, okay. Joke's on you now. Well, wasn't the Enterprise 1701 thing, like somebody's NCC zip code or something? Yeah. It was somebody's zip code or apartment number or something? Yeah. yeah. It was another one of those, where just somebody yeah. put in a number for filler that they would change in later production, and it just never got caught after that. So there's a whole series of these tow trucks with Larry's phone, Larry Wood's phone number, which has now been... He had Eight, to six, change seven, his number. Five, three, oh, nine. Yeah. He like did change his number. Yeah. Rather than everything else going. You like, know, there's uh, this, no. there, there was this legend in New York. That this, it's actually true. But, uh, okay, so you couldn't start a phone number with one, right? All right, so, so you would have a phone number and you would go, if you dialed in New York City, if you dialed 234-5678, you got this guy that would answer the number and say, whore away. <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah, and this is the well, this is the biggest thing, I and mean, this went on for like ten years. Ten years, you could go into any anybody's phone, and you'd be sitting around, you know, passing the bong or something. Like, let's call it two, three, four, five, you know, and and it whore away, click, <laughs> and it was just like this guy. Wow. The, the fact that whore away that, got what, a hold of this whole thing. Well, the the fact that like no guy named Horaway was arrested for like you know shooting a Kennedy is like amazing to me. Why would you? You'd be busy all day long. Cause but it went on any it, hour of the day. It went on for years, <laughs> for years. I mean, I remember I started like grade school with Horaway, and I like graduated and went to college with Horaway. It's gone now, but like you know, back in the day, secretly Horaway is the guy that started the whole IT thing. 
and all of that shit was redirected over modem so in California. I'm so tempted to and pick up the phone and dial two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Right now, well, I think the thing later. was, is like, I have to go. I, you know, Horaway so. gets his phone hooked up, and they're, they're like, "Whoa, dude, your phone number is two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And he's like, "That's so cool. I've got to keep that." And then, like after a while, it's like, "Well, I'm getting a call every two minutes here." You know, I eventually got to him after like ten years. You know, but you know, Ted. Okay, that's how you get people in Montana that blow things up. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Unabomber. So, uh... I want to go on this one a little bit. I'm still trying to figure out, like, you know, how this guy didn't turn into Arthur Bremer, you know? I mean, it's just, like, crazy. Like, How old were you the first time that your parents let you use a phone? Idiots. Oh, like, well, my see, my dad worked for the phone company, so our phone bill was totally free, and we had, like, six phones in the house. So, like, I, I How could, many you're numbers talking did like you dial, dial you're, you're talking the about first time that you ever placed a call to somebody else? You're not talking else. about, like, talk to grandma on the phone. You're talking about actually pick up the phone and dial your own friend, right? How, how many numbers did you have to dial or rotate to make a call? Seven. Seven. A seven number. It's America. Montana? Four. The first number uh-huh. I called... Did you, did we didn't start have, with ringing, 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 ringing. Yeah, and then you got to talk to Sarah at the switchboard. <laughs> exactly. And, and, Hold on, let me click, click. I'm sorry, Mrs. Monroe's line is busy right now. Yeah, then you have to have them. Sh- uh, I remember sl- when they kicked in the area right, codes Andy was Fife. a thing, but we didn't have to use the first three. Switch you through, switch you through, like you know, Sam Drucker's uh, dry goods store down in Hooterville. <laughs> you, I'm surprised, Tyler. I'm surprised that you. Man, you love that. You lo- you got that. <laughs> That's cool. You got that. <laughs> I, I'm surprised that you don't. I'm have so it, proud Tyler. of you now. I don't. Don't. I'll ruin it. I'm so proud of you that, that you Never got mind. that. That's so okay. cool. Right. I can't believe you got that. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're oh the rambling record and the phone number. Well, and John's resentment. <laughs> <laughs> no condescension. It's not resentment. Oh, there's anger. No, there's always there's John. Until nineteen seventy. I see Omar Sharif riding out of the desert behind your head. <laughs> no, that's Conan. No, those are chickens. <laughs> uh, or the stray hair that I missed. You still, you still have a shitty outfit. You still have no, the shitty oh, chickens. Dude, that is the chip I, that I carry I've on my got shoulder. Got a solution. They're the canary in the coal mine. You lock me in for two months. You'll eat those things. Yes. You're going to be like that guy in the prison cell. The universe cell. may have solved You're going to be from, like that guy in the prison cell. You're going to be that guy in the prison cell on the stand. You know what? If you <laughs> go to the bathroom long enough, I'll solve this problem for you today. So I got a knife. Anyway, 1979, Hot Wheels teams up with Marvel and releases the Scene Machines. Featuring Captain America, Spider-Man, Thor, and the Incredible Hulk. Those were the most popular Marvel characters. And thus, thus begins the hideous, time, yeah. the hideous tradition of teaming up with Marvel to make shitty cars and shitty movies. True, but did you have any friends with these? You were probably out of the age I range. To way, have way out. I was still in the age range. Way out. 79. I was the gimmick cars, six I never got or seven. Into. I never got into those. I I don't remember seeing oh, those were the gimmick cars. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't get yeah. into those ones. Not but that. the the Incredible Hulk one was a white uh, like panel van. Yeah, that says so, Incredible Hulk like nobody's. Yeah, well, it white. had a giant green and purple logo on the side. But if you looked in the back, there was you know an action scene of like Hulk smashing something. I'm okay. Sure, that um, wasn't the Mister T action van. I'm pretty positive because Mister T was Hulk. in a van all the time. <laughs> Drugged that's called a rape van. On an airplane. Yeah, that's no, what was that van. show? They're not indifferent. I said it was a white panel van. What was that show with Mr. T and George P. Bird in it? <laughs> the A-Team. Uh, the A-Team. Bard. 
So many bullets, nobody got dead. I know, but that one time they shot the cabbage at people. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> that was MacGyver. No, 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 they did it. MacGyver shot a cabbage. They did it with A-Team. They had a, a, a cabbage repeater. And just like that, Chuck Mangione's Feel, like they good, feel So a, Good was in my head. Actually, again. yes. Chuck Mangione yeah, right now. Box of <laughs> cabbage really behind good. and it shot through. Yeah, anyway, oh, okay. So, well, actually, that's kind Play of appropriate. Playing on an A-Track in the A-Team van. We're the early 80s right now. So, yeah. A-Tracks. Uh, the early 80s were a time of change and progress for the line. First, they introduced the Hot Ones line featuring metallic parts. Then started releasing McDonald's exclusive models, and then they moved their main factoring plant to Malaysia. Yeah. So till then, they'd been made in the states, but you know, everything moved Capitalism. in the eighties. Yeah, everything Capitalism moved in the eighties. Capitalism works a certain way. It was a thing. Yeah, let's move if into it's a cheaper. Co- we do it. Yeah, move right. into a country where women can't drive. Uh, but they can sure build tiny cars. So they followed these changes with the release of the Real Rider series, featured which featured actual rubber wheels. So now they're building kind of off-road models for your backyard sandbox kind of races, uh, as well as opening uh, as well as opening manufacturing in France and Mexico. By 1985, they were showing up in the bottom of your cereal boxes. So real tires. Yeah. By 1985, they were showing up at the bottom of your cereal boxes, and in 87, there was a collector's convention in Toledo, Ohio, the very first one. So, nobody, nobody got laid. Pretty certain. Pretty certain nobody pretty got laid. Pretty certain. Yeah. Well, there might... It was 87. There might have been a gay man or two. Are you kidding me? They got there laid. was a lot of blow. Had a lot of CEOs. There was probably, well, I don't know. You know, if you throw enough blow in front of somebody, you're going to get laid. You just won't get laid well. But the super geek culture has not taken up blow until relatively recently. I don't don't think so. And even then, it's not big. Video games in the 80s. No, this is a Hot Wheels convention. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. This is a Hot Wheels convention. They're still geeks. Yeah, but I don't think they're on, I don't know. All right, debatable. I didn't find any reports on the blow. Um... That's a really weird connection. Hot Wheels. 1991. You know what? I've got three pairs of assless chaps, and I can tell you Fuck. nobody got laid at the Hot Wheels convention. Nope. You, because Couple you of didn't gay show guys, up. Maybe. You didn't show up. Couple of you could have done maybe. it. You know, they had too many um, peach schnapps and ended up co-masturbating, and it went weird. So, so you're that saying you're saying you could have turned gay at a Hot Wheels convention? Right. Turned gay. All right, you yeah. can find turned gay. <laughs> but anyway, 1991 you to celebrate. Up, fucked up, and stayed there. <laughs> Don't deny it. 1991 <coughs> to celebrate their one billionth car, they released a limited edition chrome-plated Corvettes. Oh, those are pretty. Uh huh. One of these had a gift certificate for an actual Corvette. Yep. The coupon has never been redeemed. Whoa, really? And is believed to still remain in an unopened package. Owned by some collector. Oh, man. I love that. I love that. I That's knew great. you would. That's great. I love that. <laughs> Somebody has a coupon that is, by all legal means, still redeemable. Imagine. For a fucking Corvette. If somebody's willing to open their $4,000 in the package yeah. toy. Imagine. Wow. It's like, Trembling okay, I want to risk 4000 and put it down to 4 bucks, or get a Corvette. Right. Wow. Like, 
I, I got four that. grand that's, in my hand. So good. I mean, there's every possibility, though, that somebody opened it, didn't know what it was, and threw it away. Like, nobody knows. It was Timmy when he was seven. Right. He just ripped it open, took the car out, and played with it. Because, thanks, Grandma, and off he went. Yep. Or. Or. You could somebody have, still owns a coupon. Which is why you're going to keep this fucker right here. You never know what it's going to be worth, even though I That's bought not it a at Corvette. Walgreens. No, it's a Mustang. But well, you're, you're going to keep it. I just said it's not a Corvette. You're going to keep it forever. It's like, well, I mean, uh, it's not like... Oh, yeah, I'm going to... In fact, why don't you put it on one of those shelves right now? It's not like the Corvette you were getting with this coupon was like a... You know. Oh, no, it, it was like a... It, it was the, like the cool it was. model. Yeah, it, 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 it was it, as close as they could get to the actual yeah. Hot Wheels that they had released. Yeah, there was a total of like 14 cars that they built. Wait, what, what are you saying? What are you saying? Like, if you got this coupon, you don't get the base model Corvette? You get no, the you, cool model. You got Corvette. the. It's a special edition Corvette that was built. Oh, that they and probably they, eventually sold. Is my guess. So now they have to go repo it or find you some legal. Yeah, but it's not like a, you know, a Corvette. I'm not knocking the Corvette owners. You know, I think a Corvette is a really cool car. But like you know, it's not like a Corvette is the be all and end all. I mean, you're talking about a hundred thousand dollar car. Yeah, but if you get it out of opening a Matchbox or a Hot Wheels car, seriously, fucking awesome. If you go to a swap meet and you pick Fucking that up. awesome. I Come do. here, Mattel. Give me my shit. So. Um, Still around, Camaro. Essentially, I, 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 I don't know. I just, you know. Yeah. I mean, I got a, like a Martha Stewart six-quart cast iron pan that I just found out is worth $400 now. So. Pre or post-prison? Post-prison. I bet the in-prison versions are worth even more. Now we have a collector's thing. It's my favorite cast iron pan. It's actually really well done. You need to eBay. Martha Stewart and cast iron. (coughs) I'm going to stick with Lodge. Anyway, uh, essentially, I feel at this point they were kind of flexing. I have nothing but Lodge, so it works for me. Fuck off. I got a couple other antique ones. All right, I'll show you my Martha Stewart cast iron, and and, and you'll appreciate it. Uh, I think you you'll actually be, have shown it down. to me. It's, you'll be it's down. not. It's enameled, isn't it? Most cast iron no, six quart no. things are arguable. This is not our not cooking mine. show. Uh, you have shown it to me because I told you it's still not as cool as an Aga cast iron. But anyway, which I don't own any of because I'm. It's not really a. Oh, fuck. All right, so... Well, anyhow. having a six-quart cast iron, I mean, you can make it, like, a lot of different ways, you know? It's just like, you know, do you, do you, do you want it to have, like, the condensation abatement on the top or, you know... I mean, because the difference is, like, for me... Okay, so for me, on a, something bigger, you know, on a, on a four-quart or smaller, it doesn't really matter, but on a six-quart or bigger, you want that loop handle rather than the knob on the top. Oh, because yeah. You're, yeah, you're, oh, yeah. You're grabbing it with the oven oh, mitt, and you want that more secure grip. So, But it's more expensive to produce the loop handle because you have to have two holes in, instead of one. You know, or and that's really what it comes down to. You actually make little things that you just grab it with, and you're... No, I'm talking about on the lid. Yeah. No, yeah. That, that little handle, if it, if it gets hot, if it's sitting down there too long... And it's just right next to it. It's just hot on the Dutch oven. You just grab that fucker. It's Lodge makes this little plasticky, rubbery thing. You just boom. There you go. But the thing that's interesting is I found out like that, like on the on and under your handle, Rupert, you just put wine corks. On on the Martha Stewart ones, they went with the concentric rings to present the condensation drip, and on the Staub, they've got spikes 
to present the compensation drip. And as soon as she was done with that, she talked to Snoop and got stoned. Yeah. You guys are not have, allowed to have two weeks off ever again. See, I mean, the, <laughs> but the problem with so, the lodge, the lodge uses a dome lid, so the condensation rolls down just on the outside, and that's not quite as good because it's not as even. It's actually a Dutch oven, though. Yeah. Which means it's, boom, there you go. Yeah. Dutch oven. But the lid, the, the, 90% of your cast iron, large cast iron cookware is in the lid and what you're doing with that. Now, on the, on the bottom piece, you know, you have the larger side handles that you can grab with yes. mitts, yep. and that's important, too. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of people, like, shirk their duty on that. But, like, you know, really, it's, you know, there's a lot of design that goes into them. And, you know, you got to be careful because if you're, if you're around that fire with the assless chest on, you're going to burn your ass as you pick it up, you know? That's, and that is the rub. Because picking up cast iron in assless chaps is hot. It looks good. You look like the master of your kitchen, but at the same time, like, you don't want to fuck it up. So you want those, you know, because you you're doing oven mitts with assless chaps. Oh, but you have to have, like, the pink oven mitts. Like, full, all the way up Oh, you the mean elbows. the gauntlets? The gauntlets? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you have to Big have that. puffy things Solid 2.5 for content. Yes. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Uh, unlike the olden days where I used to not pause to go to the bathroom, I have been here the entire time. Okay, so, <laughs> fucking idiots. So, yes, so like, deal with that. Right, right now you could sm- shut the fuck you up. S- I'm giving the next words. You could smelt John? iron ore on top I'm of my computer because we, we're talking so much. Well, that's why we're powers. Tyler's head is like a human blast furnace now. You could <sighs> melt iron ore on top yeah. of your head now. There is what not is Omar is Sharif. There is there s'mores. You're like Russell a Crowe in 300 behind my head right now. Uh, this is Sparta. So at this point in time, Hot Wheels is just kind of flexing their shit for collectors. Uh, <laughs> this is in part due to their 1995 com- campaign for treasure hunt cars. So you ready for another one? Uh, these were randomly packed into cases of regular cars and shipped out with green banners and super limited edition banners in green. Tyler, you should be redundant more often in your notes. Uh, God, wait a so is that the problem? Uh, this continued, and I found a Back to the Future in 2019 release DeLorean. Yeah. That was one of these surprise ones for 600 bucks, though. But this that's, last year. That's one of the cheaper ones. Yeah. Uh, I just thought it was fun to find it, bring up the DeLorean again. But so f- since 91, they've been... Here's a billion just randomly selected color cars, all the Camaros. Here's one weird one with a green label on the on the package, and it's a slightly different car, and those become super collectible. They're definitely, they've given up to That's because Camaros are the, cool. Yeah. They've given up catering to the actual kids. Yeah. They're catering, catering now to the kids that were their kids. And this, I see it in my Dotson owner groups and things like that, where they just go and they'll, they're like, dude, people will come home from fucking Walmart or whatever with 19 of the same Hot Wheels car because they found okay, whatever release they wanted. It didn't matter what year or what type of Mustang it was. As long as it said Mustang, you'd be happy because of your age and your thing. Well, this if was I the, came in with the McLaren version of, you know, Hot Wheels now. Well, this was the time for it. Like, in Nothing. the 90s and the 2000s, you'd, you'd see all these 30-year-olds with a little tote basket in the Walmart with 50,000 Hot Wheels in the package. Yep. 
and they'd go off. Then you knew we were going to remain in the package forever, yeah. which is why nobody's yeah. won the Corvette. Yeah. yeah, and then then you'd go over to their house, and they would have them nailed up on the wall in their living room within the package. Like, I went to people, you know, these are the idiots with the Thomas Kincaid art as well, you know. And you, you'd see the Hot Wheels. The- Speaking of shit that should have been left in the package, and by that I mean the box. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. You see the Hot Wheels and the action <laughs> figures all still in the plastic all over their living room, and you were just like, and this. Yep. It He's was, even more single than me. It was it was sad. It was so sad. Yeah. Could have bought speakers. Yeah. Could have bought speakers. Exactly. Could have yeah. bought something you could use. You can't buy speakers because if, if you did, your toys would rattle on against the walls and shit. But people that do this have a different room. Like, their cars stay outside because they turn the garage oh. into well, a... By the toy definition, cave. by the it's definition, you just it's gave John. Cave. No, I'm saying they have this in the living room. We and they are have a hot people like this garage. that have a special room. So by definition, you have not removed us from from Supreme. No, the, pe- the people I we guess. have a dedicated room, not a special room. Uh, the, the, the it's pe- special. There's fucking special foam on the, the wall. The people doing this were like uh, low rent. Like you know, I mean, I never saw anybody in Walmart with. The we little still room. have not gotten out of this hole. I, I never saw anybody in Walmart <laughs> with like a bachelor <laughs> basket full of the Hot Wheels. That looked looked like they make that they made over fifty thousand a year. They were all like, the Pinto you know. is outside of the garage, and all of the Hot Wheels are in the garage. And then they got a boat on a trailer in the driveway and some shitty ass boat. So, yeah. I Nine, know. But we know these guys bust out another thousand. Nineteen ninety seven. They teamed up with NASCAR for the Kyle Petty and Jack Baldwin releases. Again, aiming at collectors, uh, not not the kids. They once adored. 2001, Hot Wheels showed up at the SEMA, S-E-M-A, car show with a drivable version of their twin-engine, twin-mill car. Since they have brought a, or since then, they have brought a number, over 20, of their surreal cars to life. This is that first one. That is a drivable vehicle. Yeah. It's got two V8 motors. Side pipes! It's crazy. That's an action, and I love how they actually did credit to the Hot Wheels wheels. Really cool ass car. 2008, they celebrate 40 years of Hot Wheels by getting a uh, Beverly Hills designer to create a jeweled car that was initially valued at $140,000. Uh-huh. Little big Hot Wheels car covered in diamonds and shit. forty grand because somebody needs that for I don't know. And this is this is where bedazzling the JJ came up. Yeah. Yeah, when chicks started pasting sequins on their vaginal lips. I don't mind if you pierce them in, but when you paste them on, I'm a little unhappy. It was like really gross. Got like, I, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like you're going to have some hard, crunchy thing finding its way in there up alongside your special purpose and like, you know. It's just like, it's like fucking a gravel pit. So by 2010, they were catering almost exclusively to collectors under the guise of selling to kids still. They partnered with Pixar and hence Disney, which got them into the Star Wars franchise. I can't say how much I hate that whole fucking deal. Anyhow, uh, as Go well, ahead, go ahead. I wrote an essay on it when I was still back in college. So you're allowed to do it now. Shit makes me so angry. Anyway, as in addition to this, that was they, also further solidified no, their, they also further solidified their long-standing uh, connection to Marvel contracts. Uh, they continue to release limited production or production character-based cars to this day through the Marvel, Marvel and Pixar Disney relationships. Um, they turned publicity stunts, or they turned to publicity stunts by starting the hot, to hire drivers to complete <coughs> Hot Wheels track tricks 
and in 2011, they complete the 332-foot jump on a fake orange track. Uh, or fake plastic, it was, it was a real track. Um, followed, by, followed in 2012 by completing a double car, double loop at the X Games. They uh, then beat the Top Gear Corkscrew Challenge by completing a 92-foot corkscrew loop. So Top Gear, one of my favorite TV shows of all time, by the way, has... I know, I watched a couple episodes right, for you. Did did a, a real rebuild of one of the old corkscrew loop, where you loop-de-loop and corkscrew at the same time in a car, and they, like, super-weighted the car, well... Hot Wheels just got a better production team together than even the BBC could do and did it again. And at this point, man, Hot Wheels are still Hot Wheels. And that's what I got to say. Thank God we made it through. It's, I think that's the first time I've said that. Really? Did you get tired of this topic? Yes. <laughs> I got, well, right. I got tired of this. I have two pictures to show you. Let's go. The Gas Monkey Garage got in line with Hot Wheels. Okay. Yeah. They created. They've been doing a number of builds lately. Yeah. Well, they're both out there. The first one that they did is that. That was their concept of what Hot Wheels would do. Well, and that's a rebuild of the original uh, van one that I. Can't that's kind of because they just closed. That's kind of cool because that's like it looks like a Hot Wheels, but it's an honest to god vehicle, real car. I think yeah. that's heavily photoshopped. Nope. 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 Yeah. They actually built that's it. that. No, I mean, no, be, no. It I'm might talking, be edited for reflection or something. I'm talking about yeah. the paint and stuff like that. That's heavily photoshopped. But like, I like that they understand that the paint has to look um, magical, super yeah, flames, su- yeah. super normal. Um, it, it is so far beyond yeah, the that, norm. Just now, here's I mean, the I mean one. To, to me, like sticking sticking a, a stupid blown engine in something in an obscure place on the car is like old hat. But getting the paint to look like it was from a miniature is like that's like reverse engineering. That's like kind of cool to me. I kind of like that. Well, maybe maybe you must misunderstand how they're doing these modern now, builds. Where you said sticking a blown engine in place in the car. The trick with these builds is they're not using a blown engine. That's a blown engine. If it's engine. a true dual engine... Oh, you mean blown as in with a blower. Not blown as in not functional. Blown out of fucking proportion. Okay, that makes sense. Well, they've got uh, a Wyland manifold, manifold on it and a hood scoop yeah, that's not, like not on the hood. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Um, I, I thought now, you meant like here, just one that looks like a motor that's not actually running. And what they're doing is they are actually... No, there's two that's, motors that's not what a blown engine there. means in this context. That's, that's where I got lost. And now that I understand what you're saying, I'm good. Now, here's the but. traditional... Hot Wheels that we grew up thinking about. Yeah. <laughs> right there. With the that engine one. that is standing <laughs> about four foot out of the hood. Yeah. There I, you go. I mean, I, I, I always wanted those as a, as a kid because, like, I loved, I loved the uh, um, thermodynamics of the entire thing. I thought it was fascinating. Thermodynamics you're into. I'm into the fact that extremism. Of a metallic mustard green Corvette with a, it is a so, motor. How far too can big. you go? Yeah. Before it gets too much. It wasn't thermodynamics. It was just this is insane. Well, to, I mean, to me, uh, uh, to me that it, is kind of thermodynamics to, as well. To, to me, how far was, you go? To me, it's it's like too thermodynamics. Much. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. It's how far do you go before it's too much? It works in 
that one's aesthetics, the other one's engine. Yeah. Oh, never mind. Physics. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think this has to be short here, John, because there's a sort of sick. I was of just it showing you two pictures. I'm not blaming I'm, you. I'm, I'm just saying I'm, that there's a, there's a little sick of it yeah. mentality going on here. I think, yeah, that, like, I, again, like, I think it's the first time I've been the one, the first one done with the topic. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, go I, ahead. Wrap it up. So wrap it up. I I don't know. I had Hot Wheels. I still have my Hot Wheels. Almost all of them. Uh, the ones that I wasn't that I didn't lose. And <coughs> I I didn't know how different they were from my Matchbox cars or my other varieties. And I got into some of the other ones. Like I can't remember. There was there was this really fancier paint job version that came out later that I got kind of into <coughs> for a little while. It was one of my only like shoplifting things I ever did. No, was shoplifted these little fucking cars. But apparently they mattered to me. Center. I know. I'm going straight to hell. And I got the AC. <laughs> and I uh, is it blown? We're already blown in a red. We're already in a red. Mine's the only one works. I I was kind of fascinated by some of the history and some of the things that they did that were kind of groundbreaking, like like making an independent suspension on such a tiny vehicle, and the cool ass paint job aspect, and some of the things they did that ended up eventually coming into the reality of car design, partially because it. Like and I talk about big boy car, like grown up car design, partially because they had hired people that were involved in grown up car design, and it was it was interesting. I I still wish I had that Corvette in the package. That'd be awesome. I liked it because it was cheap. It's still cheap. A kid with his allowance every week could go down and get one of these from the toy store and be able to play with it. The other thing that they did is they didn't try to redesign themselves like Lego did with, okay, here's the Star Wars set. Here's this set. That's arguable. No, here, here's, here's your tracks. Here's your, your, your orange tracks. You just get to work with them, play with your cars. And here's your affordable car to play with the tracks. If you really want to get into it, then you have, like, the, the whole map thing with the garages and shit. But if you really want to get into it, bare bone minimum, about six foot of track and ten cars, and you're going to be playing forever in a day. And that's something that a kid could do. It's, and they haven't changed. The car that I bought, dollar nineteen. Thanks. So... Anyway. 99 cents to a dollar next <laughs> and it's been how many years? Totally going on a podcast bookshelves. <laughs> it, it's just, I, I, I appreciate the way that Hot Wheels has always done a thing to keep people interested in their product, but not try to rape them about it, not try to do stupid shit. It's like, here's what we do, and we're happy with it. So, thank you, buddies. Is that it? Yeah, I don't know. Got something okay. to say? Which one? <laughs> Where do you want it? You haven't told me to press stop yet. All right, so I had a Hot Wheels set with a loop to loop, and I thought the loop to loop. I against that, like, the, the bulldog. Put it on the wall. Put, yeah, right take there. Take a hammer and There you go. Perfect. You had it perfect right there. That's, yeah. I like it. There you go. Right, babe you magnet go. right there. One more. Yeah, update. So <laughs> I, I had a Hot Wheels set with a loop to loop and everything. And I, I loved the loop-de-loop. Mm-hmm. I thought that was the coolest. I, I was fascinated by it. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. 
the thing I never really understood about Hot Wheels was once you bought the car, the cars were um, uh, riveted together. There was no disassembling them. And uh, I was not that big on that. Uh, so <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Shocker. I mean, because there was no way to, like, dink, engineer. dink around with them. Sorry, make them start over. <laughs> you, you just broke both of us. So I was, I was wet, like, way more into the uh, Aurora slot racing thing. Because, like, back in, mm-hmm. back in my time... You know, just round numbers. They're probably inexact. And if you think that I'm off by a few percentage points, fuck you. I have a couple uh, of those around here. Yeah. If you're interested. Ba- back then, like, um, there were three things. There was um, the, 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 the Hot Wheels stuff where you got a car for a buck and, and you're tracked for, like, $10. And, and then there was, like, the Aurora slot racing thing where, where a car was $5 and you got your track for, like, 50 bucks. And then there was the Tyco thing, which was the same as Aurora, but a different system, and it wasn't really combinable too well. So you were um, rich. We weren't. I had Got the Tyco it. thing. I, 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 I was way more into the Aurora stuff. Tyco was shit because it was pin-driven and the back end always fun. Yeah, yeah, because anyway, the, the, go ahead. the Aurora stuff was, like, cool <laughs> because, like, you could take apart the cars and, like, uh, you know, juice them up a little bit because the armature on the motor would go into the base of the car, which was plastic, and then you could drill that out and put in a metal bushing if you wanted to sit down with some metal rod and drill it out and make a metal bushing and put in some real oil and stuff like that. And you'd have a fast car, and you could beat I'm everybody. Shut up so it's not to make this any longer. And uh, I, 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 I was just wait, wait, because the, the, the key with, with Hot Wheels was any time you played with it, you set up the track all over again. That was the key with it. Whereas, whereas slot racing, you set up the track and then you built buildings alongside it and b- built little diorama stuff, you know, to go along. And I, I loved doing yeah. that stuff. And um, that was really cool to me. And plus there was some skill because you'd be like, you know, controlling the controller as to how fast your car goes. And if it spins out, you've lost. And uh, I, I was just way more into slot racing. Model, yeah. I, I was just way more into slot racing than I ever was into Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels lasted about two weeks with me. This sounds like something your friends do. Well, I thought we were friends. I'm extremely uncomfortable with that. I know. But you do know.